Thanks, Jaden. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Hope everyone is well. Um, I'm going to just jump straight into the message today. And the message is that there are no limits when you are seated at God's table. This morning, we are looking at the passage in Ephesians 3, verses 14 to 21. The part I would like to share today is verses 14 to 16. Let me read them now. Just now. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you. Thank you for everything that you have done for us. Thank you that there is no lie in your word, Father, only truth, salvation. Father, as we get up and speak about you today, would you anoint every word? God, I'm asking you to empty me of me and fill me up with your Holy Spirit that he will speak every word that needs to be heard. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, my name is Rachel Brooker. Um, I'm a first year intern. I'm married to Thomas um, and he works full time. Together we have five children and they range from the ages of four to 16. <laughs> before interning, is that a word? Before internship, life felt like we were going around in circles, day in and day out. We were doing the same thing, whether it was school pickups, drop offs, parent teacher interviews, doctor's appointments, sports, training, you name it, we were doing it. I make mention of these important people and the things of our home because they were not an option for me. Whether I wanted to or not, I felt like these things were my sole responsibility, that it was my responsibility to hold everything together. You know, like if I didn't do it, then it wouldn't get done, right? So wrong, so wrong. Any mamas out there feeling like we spend our days setting the table, cleaning the table, even holding up the table, but no time to sit at the table? I can identify with you and share in that burden. That was my life. I've been coming here um, for about 10 to 13 years. And when it was equip, I say that because hearing about being an intern was no new news to me. At the end of 2019, on this very stage, this guy, Mike, he, started, he spoke about being an intern. And it was like God turned the volume up in my ear whilst Holy Spirit said, hey, this might be a good idea. Without hesitation, I respond and I have a conversation with Mike. I'm still not 100% sure what I'm getting myself and my family into, but there's peace. Over the next few months, I stay and start to weigh up the cost of going into full-time study. I'm already so busy. I'm drowning in things to do. This might surely tip me over the edge, but yet there's peace. I begin to weigh up our finances. We're a home of two full-time incomes. And unfortunately, that's what it takes to keep a family of seven with a roof and food. This year has seen us a family of one full-time income and a student allowance. And we are doing okay. Actually, better than we have in previous years. Already God is beginning to reveal himself to me and I couldn't help but wonder what if there was more to my life 
than what I've already settled on. Internship has been about this verse for me, verse 14, and for this reason, I kneel before the Father. This specific verse speaks to me about surrender. I had to let go and let God. Let go of the things that I became so used to being and doing and begin to trust that God would take care of those things, those things that I only knew how to do. And they weren't just some things. They were everything to me. My relationship with God grew throughout the year and I began to know him in ways that I had never before. I was starting to birth a desire to honor him and to trust him even more and anything short of being grateful and thankful just wasn't enough. As part of my internship, I care for our dream teams. I care for our team facilitators. I take care of all the riffraff. <laughs> and I tell people what to do. No, that is not true. That is not what I do. But I have seen myself make, making difficult decisions. I have had some hard conversations. I've had to prepare communion messages and share online and meet with teams to motivate change and encourage them. All this while feeling very young and way out of my depth. I mention that because God is faithful. He has always met me in my place of desperation. He has always given me the words to say and the heart to say them from. All I had to do was surrender and acknowledge him. Proverbs 3 verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make straight our paths. I find it a great honor to be able to testify to God's goodness. And with that, I would like to share a few areas in my life where God has proven me wrong. Remember what I said earlier about being a family of two full-time incomes? I used to work six days a week, most weeks, for 11 years, for the same company. My husband, he would work full-time too. Can you imagine the family time we were not having? Our children looking after children. This year has seen us a household of one full-time income and a student allowance, and we're doing just fine. This year, I also brought with me an addiction. I would call it my friend at the start of the year, actually a 26-year addiction to cigarettes. I love this thing, man. And to be honest, I didn't see me giving up anytime soon. As the, re the, the year rolled on, I started wrestling with it daily. The guilt, the shame, the condemnation, and finally the conviction. I started desiring the possible freedom that I could have, but as always, I would talk myself out of it and believe over myself that I was too weak, and this smoking was always going to be a part of my life. Hmm. September 15th, 2020, God utterly destroyed this addiction in my life. And I haven't looked back, and I hope by God's grace that I never do. Like Paul who wrote these verses, I have realized that grace has been given to me. Grace to be a wife. I've been graced to be a mum, a student. Grace to be a minister of the good news. As I surrendered and stopped feeling the responsibility fall on me, I realized I didn't have to prepare the table. 
because my heavenly father has already prepared it. I had to surrender. Verse 14, for this reason, I kneel before the father. I had to surrender my need to be in control. I don't have to prepare the table. God has already done it. This year, I've realized that there are no limits to what I can achieve with a surrendered heart. As Benji comes to share, I would like to ask you, who is preparing your table? Are you preparing your own table just like I was, restricted by the limits of time and your own strength? My question for you, what do you need to surrender to God? Can I encourage you to surrender your heart again to his glorious riches? Be blessed, church. Come on. So good. I just really want to reiterate what she's, what she's said about this year. It's, it's definitely been a year of surrender. Um, I'm sure all of us are well aware of what this year has brought um, and, and some areas we've probably had to surrender due to the current situation and previous uh, moments we've found ourselves in as a country and, and, and you know, as a globe. Uh, can anybody else test? testify to that, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think so, uh, but I think uh, part of why surrendering, you know, can hurt is because it's, it's so hard to surrender to someone um, because of something that's happened in the past, you know, those things that have happened um, that have, have, you know, potentially told us that we're not good enough, or we're not worthy of, of God's love, you know, we're not, we're not worthy to, to do these things for him, um, but, but God, God says other. You know, he, he has a plan for us. And what it, it takes that step of surrender to, you know, step out. And my life uh, over these last two years have been, has been a real testimony of, of what has happened as I've surrendered to God. Um, but it's also been a, a, a testimony of God's unconditional love. Uh, his love is, yeah, towards his children is like, it's kind of, you know, they're un- undescribable, I think is a, is a good word to try to describe it. Um, because we are all known by our Heavenly Father. Uh, and when we know that, uh, we can know that there's no limits to what we can do through Him. Uh, if you've got your Bibles, you know, the classic reach down and pretend you're actually getting something and you'll fool me for all of us, but I'm just going to read out uh, verses 17 to 19 of Ephesians 3, uh, and it'll be up on the screens as well. Uh, So it just says this, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the, Lord, all the fullness of God. You know, it's, it's through this unconditional love that I've realized over these last two years, there's just, like, those limits are just broken. You know, those, those things when we, we hit the edge, we're like, oh, I can't go any further. Oh, I can't do that. There's no way. God, God's love empowers us to be like, I trust in my God. I know his love. And I want to remind us this morning that, that that's what Jesus wants. He wants our hearts. You know, this passage is, that we've been hearing this morning is, is all about knowing how much God loves us and how much he, we can do when he, we allow him a place at the table. 
you know, I just want to remind us this morning, it's, it's God's love for, that God's love for you is unconditional and is a free gift. We're all God's children, and God loves all of his children. I love that. <laughs> you know, not just some of them, all of them. Uh, you know, those ones that don't yet know him, he still loves them. And a great way and a simple way for us as believers and, and, and as everybody, you know, we have an opportunity every day to show love and kindness towards people. And that's on our daily drives into work. Uh, I don't know if you guys have those intersections where we're, we're in the line, we're just, you know, crawling slowly and towards town or, you know, our workplace. And we see those cars waiting to pull in, get, you know, get let in. Let make the little gap and yeah 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 you know you can be let it be let in, but I was I was driving into church one morning I think it probably would have been lecture day Wednesday, uh, didn't want to be late for lectures got a lecturer here today, uh, so you know don't be late for lectures, uh, so in my mind I'm like oh I'm already running a little bit late so I'll, I'll just let somebody else behind me and you know they can let them in I don't I, they should have planned why didn't they leave earlier it's not my responsibility you know. But then I had that little God nudge, and for those that haven't heard Mike mention that before, it's, you know, it's, it's Holy Spirit within us being like, go on, just let them in. See what will happen when you let them in. And so I was like, all right, I'll let them in, because it's so simple. Just slow down, off the gas a little bit, you know, here we go, little, little wave, there you go. And, and they gave me, you know, that nice big smile saying, thank you. And that, that smile was just like, I just felt God be like, oh, I could feel God smiling back back down at me. You know, it was like a, you, you are obedient in that small thing. Um, and, and when we are obedient in the small things, God actually gives us more. He gives us more opportunities when, when we are obedient with the small things. I just want to encourage you this morning, church family, it's through going, knowing God's love for you uh, that in those little things, there's still so much more. Through this internship, I've, you know, I've, I've had to go through that journey of accepting God's unconditional love. Um, like I said earlier, those things in the past that we feel like we're not good enough. And, you know, for me, a, a limitation that I had to get through or get past was through my school. Um, I was homeschooled. Any homeschoolers in the house? Three? Come on. <laughs> Represent. Uh, but I'm not saying that it was a, a limitation because I believe that that actually equipped me um, to where I am today. But I, I definitely had a thought, and this was my own thoughts. It wasn't planted there by any, any, anyone else other than maybe the devil saying you're not good enough. Um, but I had to get past that thought of, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. How, you know, how am I ever going to be able to do these studies? You know, they're way too, too hard. But once I felt and knew God's love, that unconditional love, I was like, you know what? I'm going to step out. I'm going to surrender. And when I surrendered, I, I could see what was ahead. I could see that future that he's setting out uh, in front of me. And today, he's, he's giving you guys the same opportunity. We just have to, you know, be willing to surrender, accept that unconditional love, because there's no limits when we do that, when we surrender. And I, I love it as well. We can enjoy his love. Anybody feel that joy when we, we know God's love. Uh, you know, it says in Revelation 3 verse 20, Here I am, I stand at the door, knock and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person, and they will be with me. 
you know, God is knocking at the door. Are we going to let him in? I want to let him in. But it, it takes that step of surrender to be like, okay, you can have it. You can have the seat. Come sit at my, my table. It also says in Psalm 34 verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. And I love that. We can take refuge in knowing God, knowing his love. As Kylie comes, I just have one question for you guys. Have you received God's unconditional love? We're passing the baton today. It's great. Well, I, um, Benji, I can so relate to this question about knowing God's unconditional love and his goodness because this has been the journey I have been on throughout these past two years of internship. I've learned something that, you know, humans, we have limits in our love. Our love, it wears out and it dries up. But God's love is patient and it's persistent and it's preserving. God's love never dries out. It never wears out. And um, it never gives up because God's love is unconditional and it has no limits. In verses 20 to 21, it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I mean, what a promise. Okay, so Paul, right, he's in jail right now, and he's been arrested for his faith and for having an amazing impact for his missions on many nations. This guy's pretty amazing. He isn't sitting in jail, giving up. He's not feeling rejected or turning away from God. Instead, he's writing to the Ephesians to us, the church, and he's praying for us to receive a deeper experience of God's fullness. He continues his ministry and the circumstances he's faced with. Wow. Paul is reminding us that God's love is indescribable, that it has no limits. Paul shows us in this moment that even in the toughest elements, God's love far outweighs any of our circumstances. That if we grasp the truth of his love for us, surrender, don't you love that word today, and let him prepare and be our support, he will accomplish more than we could ever imagine. What a promise. Maybe you're feeling like Rachel, because I have this week. You're trying to balance life and carry everything. Maybe you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, like you're preparing and holding up the table. Maybe it's time to surrender. This year I've, I've realized there are no limits to who I am in Christ. From a small child, my dream was always just to feel like I was part of a family. I grew up with my dad and my brother and sister, they lived with my mum in Australia. I was the kid that tagged along, the one that was always the friend that stayed over and I was always the extra at the Christmas lunches, which thankfully for the Davidas, uh, this still happens. <laughs> so I grew up feeling alone and rejected and I truly felt like I was unlovable. And the seed of being the child left behind, it became my identity. I didn't know who I was in Christ. I didn't know what that meant. And I didn't see the family I was already in. I've always struggled with re rejection and being, feeling like I'm unlovable. And this led me onto a path of addiction and being in an abusive relationship. 
any kind of love was soaked up, even abusive love. I love the lyrics of Lauren Daigle's song, You Say. It says, I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. And every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. Because you say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. And you say I am strong when I think I am weak. And you say I am held when I am falling short. And when I don't belong, you say I am yours. The only thing that matters now is everything you think of me. In you, I find my worth. In you, I find my identity. Maybe like me, you don't feel like you're good enough, that you don't belong at this table. This love that Paul is praying for us to know is unconditional. It's founded in his truth and it brings freedom. This love is family. It's about unity with one another. This love is our identity. It's our adoption in Christ, and that is the truth. How many people do you know that need to know about this table? As Benji said, there are no limits in Christ's love, and I encourage you all to give someone you know a taste. Invite them to our Christmas service. Invite them to meet the family. As I come to the end of this message and the team comes, let me ask. Are you sitting at the feast Jesus has provided? Have you taken a seat? Are you feeling low right now? Do you need your cup filled? There is no reason for you to feel like that because Jesus has a banquet. He has a feast, a table for you full of everything that you need. Are you joining with him in relationship daily, soaking up his company, his word, his unconditional love? Are you being vulnerable with your brothers, sitting at the table? Are you having fellowship? Are you part of a small group? If not, I really encourage you. It'll bring so much breakthrough in your life. My question for you today, surprise, surprise, is are you sitting at his table? You know, last year I went to something with the interns and we all were looking for our table and my table was with all the pastors of Elam around New Zealand and I didn't understand that and uh, to be quite honest I would have been very happy hanging out with my mates um, even Wayne wasn't at that table I was like what's going on but God told me Kylie stop looking to the left stop looking to the right it's time to step up it's time to take your seat awesome Maybe you're not sitting at, like, at this table and you're over here like Benji. You're feeling like you're in the dark and alone. If you are, Jesus and his amazing family are waiting for you. You know, two years ago I walked through these doors and I made the best decision of my life. I surrendered my addictions and my broken heart to Jesus and I recommitted my life to Christ. And I have climbed some mighty mountains and I have found peace. I have discovered God's unconditional love and who I am, my identity in Him. And I've picked up my seat and I have come and sat at the table. During the worship this morning, God reminded me that a few years ago, I used to spend every night crying in the closet. Today I stand on the 
front of you full of peace. I know who I am in Christ and I so encourage all of you, if you don't, if you haven't surrendered something in your life, it's the only way you'll have freedom. You know, the Bible tells us that nothing can separate us from God's love. There's no mistakes. There's no shame and there's no guilt that God loves you and there is a place for you at His table. I want to pray with people that want to come into a relationship with Jesus and make a decision of faith today to put your hope in Jesus and repent of your sins. By surrendering your life to Jesus today, there three things will happen. Your past sins are forgiven. You will receive a new life in Christ today. You will have a hope for your future and the promise of eternal life. Friends, Jesus is inviting you to sit at his table. Jesus loved us so much that he died on the cross to pay the punishment for our sins. And he took that punishment um, so that we could be saved. It's called grace. It's an amazing thing. And it's a free gift. It's unearned, undeserved, and just kindness. We're going to pray together as a church family for the benefit of those coming to God for the first time or coming back to him. You can pray this out loud with us in your heart. Or with us in your heart. If this is the prayer of your heart, God will hear you and save you from your sin. So as we bow our heads and close our eyes, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Saviour of the world. Today I make you, Jesus, the Lord of my life. I believe you died for me to forgive my sin. I believe you rose again to give me life. I receive this new life. Please forgive me. Be my Savior and my Lord. Holy Spirit, come and fill me. And with all eyes closed, I'm going to count to three, and I'm going to ask you to do something really brave. And as an act of surrender, I want you to raise your hand. great plan for your life. And three, lift up your hand if you've said yes to Jesus today and you would like to start